This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, July 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. EJs frustrate farmers. Distrust in government a problem. Climate funding gets a fresh push and Syngenta warning on EPA decision. Now here's a programming note. Daybreak will be on holiday Monday, Independence Day, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Henderson responds to frustrations over aggressive EJs. The new Senate Rules Committee this week confirmed Governor Newsom's nomination of Julie Henderson as director of the Department of Pesticide Regulation. During the hearing, Henderson fielded several questions from lawmakers over DPR's proposed notification system for pesticide applications. GOP Senator Shannon Grove of Bakersfield shared concerns from her agriculture constituents that environmental justice activists were, quote, drowning out their voices with persistent yelling during stakeholder workshops. Henderson replied that this system is new and a significant change, causing a lot of concern and interest on multiple sides of the issue. Emotions are running high, and it's a very challenging issue, said Henderson, stressing that she is actively trying to create a space with better communication between the parties. California Citrus Mutual, Ag Council, and pest control operators support her nomination alongside several anti-pesticide groups. Escabel, distrust in government is Waterboard's greatest challenge. A broad distrust in government is the top concern for Joaquin Escabel, who heads the state water board. Speaking yesterday at a forum hosted by the Regional Water Authority, Esquivel said distrust hinders the ability to get projects done, to work across watersheds, and to make hard decisions in the face of a deepening drought. State and local water agencies depend on communities to continue to engage in the complex process for rate setting and for balancing complicated circumstances, he explained. If that trust is broken, then we're not going to be able to make the best decisions we need to make, he said. Lawmakers urge against work stoppage at West Coast ports. Time is running out for the union representing workers at West Coast ports and their employers to negotiate new labor contracts by the time they expire on Friday. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill urging against work stoppages if talks are unsuccessful. We understand that given the complexity of these negotiations, it may be difficult to reach a deal before the expiration of the current agreement. A nonprofit organization that represents employers of shipping companies like Maersk and Hapling Lloyd. We also recognize that this timing is typical and appreciate your shared assurances that cargo operations will continue beyond the expiration of the contract. The Pacific Maritime Association says in the statement that the talks are going well. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Could SCOTUS revive climate funding? Washington is reeling from another widely anticipated Supreme Court decision. The immediate impact of the court's latest landmark ruling uh, to restrict EPA's authority for reducing greenhouse gases from coal-powered plants. But the ruling potentially has broader implications for other regulatory agencies down the road. It could provide an impetus for a Democrat stalled effort to use the budget reconciliation process 
to pass a package of climate tax and funding provisions that include new money for Farm Bill conservation programs. It's crystal clear the only way to tackle this problem is through congressional action, which is why it's so important that Congress pass our clean energy tax credit package, said Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden of Oregon. Lisa Jacobson, president of the Business Council for Sustainable Energy, said the ruling, quote, must be an urgent call to Congress to enact national policies to address climate change, starting with the reconciliation package. But before the day was over yesterday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky let it be known that if Democrats pursue that partisan reconciliation package, then Republicans won't give them the votes to pass a separate international competitiveness bill, which is a top priority for President Biden. Okay, back to the Supreme Court. One environmental group, the Environmental Integrity Project, warned against interpreting the decision as preventing EPA from regulating greenhouse gases at all. The majority on the Supreme Court recognized EPA's right to do so by establishing emission limits that are imposed directly on power plants, which could be based on fuel switching, efficiency improvements, or other technologies, said Eric Schaefer. He's executive director of the group and the former director of civil enforcement at EPA. But others in the Green Movement said the court's broad reading of the major questions doctrine could have far-reaching impacts on environmental and other regulations crafted from laws where congressional intent is difficult to discern. Blockbuster announcement affects pesticides' future. Atrazine manufacturer and registrant Syngenta is warning that new restrictions on the herbicide could force growers of nearly 24 million acres of corn, sorghum, and sugarcane to use tillage practices to control weeds. That adversely impacts carbon savings. Farmers rely heavily on herbicides to limit tillage and keep carbon in the ground. EPA is proposing changes to atrazine's registration that would result in less product being applied in field corn, sweet corn, sorghum, and sugarcane. The EPA move to protect aquatic plants was one of two key regulatory actions announced yesterday with implications for major agricultural pesticides. The National Marine Fisheries Service issued a biological opinion requiring mitigation measures for diazinon, malathion, and chlorpyrifos to protect endangered salmonids in the Pacific Northwest. Agricultural users must limit spraying anywhere from nearly 500 feet to nearly 1,000 feet from streams and leave a vegetative buffer strip that captures pesticide pollution before it enters the water. The Center for Biological Diversity said in a news release praising the biological opinion. Equity Commission on track to deliver proposals. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Jill Bronow said, USDA's Equity Commission is on track to deliver its recommendations for how USDA can improve its record on racial equity. During an interview for AgriPulse Newsmakers, she said Commission subcommittees have begun to, quote, identify ideas for an interim report. They've come up with 40 ideas thus far that could potentially become recommendations, and we will know more in our next meeting about what that interim report will look like. By the way, ahead of the Commission's next meeting, a new subcommittee will be launched to focus on persistent poverty issues in rural communities, she said. This week's Newsmakers, it posts today at agripulse.com. 
Here's today's He Said It. California continues to ignore the obvious solution, build more water storage. That Assembly member Adam Gray of Merced on passing the budget. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, July 1st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Alley.